Hi there, hello, and welcome to another incredibly exciting episode of Deviance by Dax, a fortnightly kinky podcast coming to you from Deepest Lincolnshire in the United Kingdom. As usual, I'll be looking at one of the many questions or issues that crop up about kink, BDSM, and more, and giving my own interpretation and advice on this subject. As always, these are just my opinions, as there's no central board of kinky overlords who control everything. You should always feel free to do what works best for you. So, with no more ado, let's crack on with the show. This week, we're taking a look at something I see talked about an awful lot, especially online. Having a dominant who helps you manage things like ADHD, personality disorders, medication, depression, or indeed anything else along the lines of mental or physical health and well-being. I see a lot of submissives asking where they can find someone who will help them keep on top of things like that, or who will give them tasks and punishments if, for example, their ADHD keeps knocking them off track, and they often don't understand the problems with this approach. Whilst many dynamics do indeed incorporate things like rules, tasks and punishments, it's important to remember two things. First, not everyone, sub or dom, is into that, especially since they're not a required part of a DS dynamic. And second, for the vast, overwhelming majority of the time, DOMs are just ordinary, regular people. They don't have proper medical or mental health training or certification, and it's quite possible that they may, even if they have the best intentions, make things worse. It's bad enough when a DOM who doesn't understand BDSM starts strangling people without knowing what he's doing, or the risks involved, but when it comes to mental health, it's just as easy, and perhaps even easier, to cause long-lasting harm. I say it's easier because physical harm is mostly confined to meeting someone in person. Mental harm can easily happen with both in-person and online dynamics too. For example, many online DOMs think it's their responsibility to enforce healthy eating and drinking rules on their sub. The cliché of, have you drunk enough water? is well established now, despite the fact that various studies and medical professionals have debunked the various articles that say you should drink a certain amount each day. Things like diet, activity level, age, climate, medication, local water content and so on can each affect how much water is right for each individual. And if you have a medical condition, even one you don't know about, having too much water could be bad for you. Another example, using a common online trope, is affirmations and other forms of positivity. On the surface, it's easy to see why affirmations are popular. For example, a sub may feel that they aren't attractive, or they're overweight, or somehow not good enough in some way. So the Dom, with good intentions, has them say daily affirmations along the lines of I am not fat, or I am attractive, or whatever they think the sub should say. It all seems perfectly harmless, and they've probably seen other people online say they do the same thing with their subs. The potential problem, however, is that this only addresses the symptoms of a possible issue, not the root cause. And as such, it may make things worse, because rather than address the underlying cause, they're just pushing it down for it to explode at a later date, or perhaps snowball and do even more harm in the future. It may also deter the sub from getting help for a problem they don't realise they have, and it can also make the sub shift blame. Rather than taking accountability for their own actions and health, they may instead decide that the university is responsible for them failing an exam, rather than the fact that they spent all their time sexting instead of studying. Not only can rules and tasks have undesired effects, there's also the problems that punishments can introduce. I've got an episode dedicated to punishments coming up, 
But the short version is that punishing someone can make things like eating disorders and self-image or self-esteem problems worse. It can also, and this in particular is incredibly common, lead to people deliberately lying or suppressing bad habits or even associating positive things, like being honest about one's feelings, with bad outcomes and thus repressing them even more. Because a lot of newcomers in particular feel they are supposed to trust their dom, often without any evidence that the dom is even trustworthy or knows what they're doing, it can take months or even years of therapy to undo the damage some random on the internet did. Put simply, there are way too many cases of people who mean well actually causing more problems than they solved. And with online dynamics in particular, there's the added risk that the dom may just vanish with no warning. Okay, we'll move away from rules and punishments and onto mental health now. And as I alluded to earlier, this is a particularly thorny subject when it comes to DS, because very few untrained people understand mental health, and even mental health practitioners can be woefully misinformed when it comes to kink. As anyone who's suffered mental trauma of any form can attest, sometimes even the simplest things can have a massive impact. As with rules and punishments, DOMs, and indeed subs, often have the best intentions, but simply don't understand the potential risks. Whether it's using DS as a way to manage ADHD, or using BDSM as a way to cope with sexual abuse, the internet, again, is full of stories of people using kink to do all sorts of things that they think are helpful. And yes, in many cases it can be. I've worked with many sexual assault survivors and had a lot of success helping them to enjoy sex in a safe environment. But... That's only after understanding what treatment or therapy they've had and whether or not their healthcare provider thinks they're ready. Even then, if I'm not comfortable, then I will decline to do certain things. One minute of searching Google or Twitter, sorry, X, will reveal numerous cases of people using rules or CNC or punishments or maintenance spanking to deal with mental health issues. In fact, the one thing that often isn't being used is actual mental health treatment under a trained, qualified certified professional. One of the most common phrases I type when giving advice on Reddit or social media is BDSM is not a replacement for therapy. So many times someone will think that some 21 year old guy they met online will be able to handle the sexual assault they experienced as a child or will be able to have the same effect on their depression as a 40 milligram dose of antidepressants administered under clinical supervision. I know that here in the UK we are fortunate that our healthcare is free at the point of use and that's not the case everywhere. But it's simply unrealistic to think that Ladies Man 69 or Mummy Milkers for You is automatically going to know how to handle things when you get triggered halfway through sexting and they're already running late for work. Mental health care really should be left to the professionals. If you simply can't afford it, or there's no free options available through your work, school, church, the insurance provider or whatever, then my honest opinion is that it would be better to do nothing than hope someone who wants to tie you up can help you. And speaking of being tied up, it's important to remember that, whether it's an online dynamic or in the real, quite often the person who's being expected to take on the mental health care role is, not to put too fine a point on it, just looking for some sexy fun. Just because Mummy Milkers for You likes ball busting, or Ladies Man 69 likes clamping nipples and tying them to an anal hook, doesn't mean that they either know the first thing about how ADHD works, or that they even want to be responsible for you remembering to take your meds on time. I often see people saying, I've told my dom that I need rules or I can't get through the day, but he doesn't listen. And they seem to think that the dom is at fault for not doing the job they've decided the dom should do, rather than accepting that the dom, quite simply, doesn't want to be a micromanager. 
quite often, and again, this will be covered in more depth in a future episode, it comes down to communication. Clear, open, and honest communication. And that includes people being honest and saying, I don't want to do that. Look at it this way. What does a dom get out of the amount of work required to make sure that someone is doing their work, taking their medicines, staying on track, and also keeping on top of whatever consequences there are for the sub not doing any of that? It can be a lot of work. It's not sexy, and there's also the weight of responsibility on them if the sub doesn't keep up. Let's say a sub tells their dom that they're going to lose their job if they don't concentrate on their work and ask their dom to come up with a way of making it happen. If the sub does go on to lose their job, even if they don't blame the dom out loud, the dom may well feel that somehow they're to blame. The sub has, potentially, put that guilt onto the dom. What did the dom get out of it, except mental baggage of their own? Now, for those of you that follow me online, uh, you'll know that I'm a professional dominant, and one of the many services I offer is indeed exactly this sort of thing. But the difference is that I'm getting paid for it. My subs are clients, and as such, they pay me a monthly fee for me to be their dom. So it's pretty clear what I get out of it. And to an extent, this is my job anyway. But for the average person who just wants to have some happy, slappy, sexy fun time, it's a bad idea to take on responsibility or expect them to take on responsibility for someone else's mental health when it's best left to the professionals. Doms are already taking on a certain responsibility for the risks that BDSM involves anyway, Yes, we'll be getting onto SSE, RAC, PRIC, and all the rest of it in the future. Uh, they really don't need to be getting PhDs in psychology too. So, long story short, BDSM is not a replacement for therapy, nor is it as simple as giving someone rules and thinking that'll fix everything. Okay, so that's it for this episode. If you've got any comments on this or other episodes, you can find me on Twitter, or whatever it's called this week, at TheSirDax. You can email me at sir at sirdax.co.uk, or visit my website at sirdax.co.uk. As always, these are just my opinions. You should always feel free to do what works best for you. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back soon.